Hi, I'm Albion Lyons. And I'm Doug Weiss. And welcome to Love Life. Okay, Douglas. So we have one of those questions that everybody is living. Most people are talking about and lots of us are trying to figure out how to fix what might have gone wrong where this thing is concerned. And we are talking about relationships and social media. Oh, my. Okay. So we're in a world now where relationships literally play out in picture frames and sometimes video. And social media has made it such that when you're mad at your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, even your kids these days, you are seeing it play out in real time in this new forum that is like everybody's mini television studio. (laughs) So, So the question our audience had was like, how do you know how to do this thing well? Like when to friend, when to unfriend, you know, how do you ensure that your whole life doesn't become one great big public drama? And I think that, um, There are some generational factors associated with that, that it seems that the younger people are, the less they seem to be aware of this concept of a private life. Um, But I don't know that that's just my perspective, per se, my observation, or if you could speak to what does that mean generationally for you? Because, you know, we uniquely um, planned our coming together to do the show because we had different perspectives from different mm-hmm. generational experiences. Right. And I'm curious to know that for your generation, what does this look like? And is it a thing even? Yeah. Well, of course, uh, I speak digital as a second language. Of course. Which um, makes you a little uh, unique for your generation. Right. Also. But having said that, um, most of my friends um, and uh, certainly peers um, are are living with the same uh, set of issues that I'm living with. Um, and, and, and that is that you know, social media is a fishbowl. Uh, everybody gets to see everything and hear everything uh, and, and be witness to everything that's going on in your life if you choose to participate. Right. Even if you don't choose to participate, there's a certain degree of, of uh, uh, invasion of your privacy simply by virtue of the people around you mm-hmm. who do participate and advertently or inadvertently include you True. in their social media sphere, mm-hmm. make reference to you, comment about things that are going on in your life, or exchange messages with you in the open right. over some, one medium or another. And so uh, uh, I think it's you know, it's tremendously difficult to navigate relationships when it's just the two of you, when it's the two of you and everybody else. <laughs> you know, it's an and order of magnitude. 2,000 friends, That's air right. quote, it, right? It's an order of magnitude uh, more difficult. Uh, the thing that strikes me as a, a, a big difference, and you spoke to this, uh, you know, this kind of generational difference about privacy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a presumption in, in my generation that um, one has uh, uh, the ability to decide what's private and what's not. Mm -hmm. But the minute you cross that divide into social media, another phenomenon takes hold. And I think this is a somewhat bigger issue, but it has to do with the uh, degree to which actions and reactions become instantaneous. Mm. There's no separation between something happening and people reacting to that thing. 
There is zero so, pause. So, uh, you know, we're a couple. We're going through a rough patch. We have a fight. Mm-hmm. The likelihood that that could show up in one way or another <laughs> in our social media feeds is pretty high. In These fact, yeah. um, there are some some organizations that study this subject that claim they can detect that just in your social. You know, they can can detect your emotional frame of mind from the language mm-hmm. and pictures from your social media feed. Whether that's true or not, right. I, you know, I can't verify, but it, it would not surprise me because I think we're all very good at detecting, even if we can't always put our finger on the specifics, very good at detecting shifts in mood and tone uh, on the part of, of friends. Oh, I would totally agree with you. And the and the fact that you can also, I would imagine that even where um, those kinds of studies or analysis are done, that it, even if you control for um, a level of um, falsehood, <laughs> might be right. the word that I would call it, because there's just this, there is an element of social media that we all have to remember is kabuki theater you know like <laughs> what, a, what a great way to describe it yeah. <laughs> just you know there's the, it's the it's the life we want the world to see mm-hmm. you know so even if you control for an element of that i do imagine that there's probably some psychological analysis or or communication analysis that can be done that can speak to what the underlying may be or identify what the intended message is perhaps to cover up something else. Mm -hmm. So I I think it would probably be very interesting, you know, research to, um, to read and uh, to explore a little bit. But what I do want to just kind of touch on momentarily is whether or not is, do you believe it's ever appropriate to talk about what's going on in your relationship inside of this particular medium? Well, no. Uh, in a word, I don't think it's ever appropriate. And, and here's my reasoning. And mm-hmm. maybe I'm betraying my age in, in mm-hmm. saying this. <laughs> I, I think that's extending an invitation to the world to comment and to join in um, that discussion in what should be between, first and foremost, uh, between you and your significant other. It's none of their business. <laughs> And Amen. people will, once <laughs> once they believe they have an invitation to join in, they will. And then begins the taking of sides, then begin the, the issue of, of you're right, I'm wrong. I mean, I think going down that path even a little bit is an incredibly dangerous thing to do. Mm-hmm. And why do you want to do that unless it's because you feel the need to validate something about your position or your feelings. If you need that validation, find a really good friend who you can trust. If you're not already in some kind (laughs) of counseling, um, find someone you can trust and confide in them and talk it out, not necessarily to get their counsel, Mm -hmm. but just so that you get out the feelings that, and give it a voice so that you can then step back from it and think about it. This is back to my point earlier about it's too easy to react too quickly Mm -hmm. to anything in our lives when we have this kind of an outlet and one with which we are, to be honest, preoccupied. Oh, 
Absolutely. And I mean, it's is ruining relationships every day, you know, like just every day. I'm, and I'm not trying to exaggerate and saying that I can't tell you how often I get phone calls, text messages, you know, emails, the like that are about conflicts that grew as a byproduct of somebody mishandling the use of their social media. Whether it's we're arguing about something that she posted and and it's often, I will say, that my experience, this is not science, just my experience, that it's often women who are oversharing what is taking place inside of their relationships. And we as women generally tend to be very community oriented anyway. A lot of us look to and lean on our girlfriends and the like for for the counsel that you were referring to previously. But now with the advent of social media, we are treating it as if our 2000 fake friends um, are (laughs) truly our girlfriends. And I mean that when I say fake friends, because if I... If you were in a real pickle and you needed 50 bucks, how many of those 2,000 people would send you 50 bucks? Right. You know, how many of those 2,000 people would would show up, you know, at your your doctor's appointment or sit with you as you're waiting for the news where something where your family is concerned? How many of those people would really be there for any of that? These are not real friendships, but people orient to them as if they are. And how many times we see the word, oh, I love you, love you so much. You guys don't even talk to each other outside of social media, you know, and we're throwing around this word love as, as easy as we would use, you know, a conjunction and yeah. <laughs> you know like yeah. it just it has no meaning and it's completely hollow in social media and it is penetrating our real lives because a lot of us are treating our real relationships just like our virtual ones and that's wow. exactly what social media relationships are yeah. they are virtual relationships now that's not to say that i think that social media is all bad because i think that it is wonderful in um in its essence and being able to stay connected to people that you don't see every yeah, day yeah. i i love the idea that and I, this is not my expression but one that i heard but perfectly encapsulates my sense of the benefit of social media and that is that it gives you a kind of peripheral vision about what's going on in the lives of people that you know and care about mm-hmm. to some degree, whether that's family, friends, whatever. That's the good part. <laughs> <laughs> right. End of line. You know, when you talked earlier about friending people and, and, and having fake yep. friends. So I'm not an avid user of social media, mm-hmm. but for a not very avid user of social media, I probably have accounts on more social media sites than I should. Some of it's professional um, interest and curiosity, and and some of it isn't. It's just habit that formed, or I, you know, was asked to join something, and now I'm still there. Um, But I don't spend a lot of time on them. It it might be, I think, a whopping total of, you know, maybe uh, less than an hour a week. So I'm I'm certainly not a heavy user. Oh, no. But somewhere along the line acquired a few people who are, quote, Friends, right, um, or associations. I have a strict policy that I put in place when I realized this, and that is now when someone asks to friend me, or to become a colleague on on LinkedIn, LinkedIn. or another mm-hmm. site, mm-hmm. I really am very careful about adding anybody. And it, I, I'm 
maybe I've offended people, but I find that 95% of the time it's somebody who wants to sell me something or, you know, <laughs> solicit something from me rather than somebody who's genuinely interested, interested in, in a relationship. Right. Right. So I, my answer is almost always no, unless, um, but I still have a few of those folks who are quote friends. And I've thought a number of times, you know, why just unfriend them? I mean, just, you know, end that because it's, you know, we never comment to each other. I, I'm not really interested in what's going on. Right. <laughs> why are we pretending? <clears throat> right. Yeah, so why are we? And, and yet I stop. And, I, you know, I think this is the psychological barrier. I wouldn't want to offend anybody. Mm-hmm. And people do it not all the consciously. time. So I don't do it. And so I'm, you know, I've got, I'm carrying along some, real, mm-hmm. some virtual relationships that are completely phony. Uh, I mean, they're they're even more <laughs> vacuous. <than laughs> no, I totally I totally understand that, and and so when our listeners are asking the question, how do you determine when you need to unfriend, especially with the point that you're making about not wanting to offend people? Sometimes, you know, the beauty of social media is that you can also hide certain feeds, you know, so if you don't want to mm-hmm. see some of the things that people are doing or saying, you can. Um, if you want to, if you choose to unfriend, you know, just know that some people might be a little bit sensitive to that, particularly if they don't have a lot of friends. They are more aware of when, you know, their numbers drop because they can see that relative to different than people who have 2,000, 3,000 friends, they will not notice that you unfriend them generally unless you guys have active interaction with each other. But as a general rule, you have to avoid using social media as counsel. It is not healthy or safe to do so. It does not benefit relationships in general, and it normally causes more problems than good. If you're looking for counsel, if you're looking for support, then reach out to people who have a real investment in in you being happy and healthy and whole. But do not use, you know, do not cast your pearls before swine. Do not, <laughs> do not look for social media to be a real friendship and a truly virtual space. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think that you know, speaking from from your professional perspective and practice, seeing what you see, that these are, uh, you know, really the kind of counsel um, folks that you should take. I can certainly tell you, uh, not as a practicing professional, but just as an individual like you, that uh, I have seen way too much uh, drama in my life in general. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to say, in the last five to eight years of my life, more of it, that that has an element of social media as an yep. instigator or at least an, an, an adjunct issue Absolutely. Uh, involved in it. So mm-hmm. this is not a put down of social media, but just a, a, a warning. Use it for what it's intended for, but not as an outlet for your emotions. Absolutely. If we use it well, it could be a great thing. Another episode of Love Life. (laughs) Thank you, Kamaria and Todd. And we want to tell you how to get in touch with us if you have a thought about this show or an idea for another. Please write to us at Alvian at Love Life. Or Doug at Love Life. And we'll be back with you next week. (laughs) 